Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. Build Back Better is dead. Senator Manchin. This is a no. I can't vote for it. Complete bull****. Great news for the American people. The Omicron variant. A really fast upsurge. The most serious new variant that we've seen in several months. We've got to defeat Omicron. We've got to avoid shutdowns. Especially during the holidays. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome in. Tom Clark and Benny and you. It's uh, good to be back. Uh, A shortened Christmas week, pre-Christmas week, but uh, starting to feel a little like Christmas out there. We were talking before we went on the air. I enjoy the uh, warm weather from last week. It looks like it's uh, gone at least for the next few days. We'll have the weather forecast in just a little bit. Have you seen the news about the QVC fire up in Rocky Mount? Yeah, it's pretty major. Um, well, apparently one person lost his life mm-hmm. uh, in it. Uh, it looks like it was smoke inhalation. But uh, if you've ordered your Christmas presents from QVC, you might want to take a run over to the local store and buy something else because I don't think you're going to get it anytime soon. I believe they were the largest employer for Edgecombe County. I, I'm I think one of them, but uh, maybe may the largest. I mean, the the news reports from the North State Journal and WTVD are saying that at least seventy percent of the facility has been destroyed. That, that sounds like a total loss to me. I mean, if I mean, because wasn't this thing over a million square feet? I mean, it's some astronomically huge warehouse and distribution center i'm assuming it's the only distribution center the qvc has i think so if you're heading up 64 just before you get to nash county and edgecombe county it's off um to the west of 64 and i mean it's it's huge well uh, 300 employees 1.2 million square foot facility fire Mm. broke out saturday morning and uh, unfortunately uh, one uh, male employee, a uh, young man, about 21 years old, uh, had lost his life. Uh, Kevon Ricks is the worker who died. Our uh, thoughts and prayers go out to his family uh, right right at Christmas time. Hmm, not terrible. So it is interesting that Joe Manchin, he, he might have had uh, more notoriety this past weekend than in his entire career uh what's interesting about this is and the the short piece of this story is joe manchin is saying no to build back better and interestingly fox news just came out with a report about an hour ago talking about the fact that and i guess this story actually originated out of the hill but uh it says a media confidant of joe manchin wrote earlier today that the white house their incivility towards Manchin contributed strongly to why he torpedoed Biden's Build Back Better bill. Uh, and I would say that, uh, yeah, you know, the, the nasty grams <laughs> coming from the progressives. And I know Joe doesn't want to consider himself a diehard progressive, but the bottom line is the people that run the White House are highly progressive. Oh, yeah. And if you look at the AOCs and the Ilhan Omars and everybody else, I mean, they are just nasty. They're just and, and very nasty to Joe Manchin. Yeah. And, and, you know, White House staff is, I mean, really, both parties notoriously are, 
younger, um, and typically they don't have the um, relationships with the other representatives, senators, and that type of thing. And sometimes they are nasty on both sides. But the the funny thing to me was the weekend when it was announced. Well, I guess it was yesterday was announced on Fox uh, Fox News Sunday with uh, Brett Baer standing in for uh, what? the former uh, host Chris, Chris Wallace. Wallace. But um, just the other networks. Just an absolute complete meltdown by the state media talking about Joe Manchin. And just like it was, it was basically like the night that Hillary Clinton, they announced that Hillary Clinton lost to Donald Trump. And they were just, um, you know, pretending it didn't happen. The overused phrase, which, you know, they're reading off a same sheet if, if you've got eight, by or, the DNC. eight or ten journalists saying the same thing. Uh, our democracy is at stake. What? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a sign of democracy. You know, we don't have mob Thank rule. We have, uh, we have, you know, someone that wins a majority of the votes to represent the mob. Well, here is that audio from Fox News Sunday, Brett Baer and Joe Manchin. This is cut three. Uh, this is Joe Manchin saying, nope, ain't going to do it. The inflation that I was concerned about, it's not transitory. It's real. It's harming every West Virginian. It's making it almost difficult for them to continue to go to their jobs, the cost of gasoline, the cost of groceries, the cost of utility bills. All of these things are hitting in every aspect of their life. And, and, you, and you start looking, and then, then you have the uh, debt that we're carrying at, at $29 trillion. You have also the geopolitical unrest that we have. You have the COVID, the COVID uh, variant. Uh, and that is wreaking havoc again. People are concerned. I've been with my family. I know everyone's concerned. So when you have these things coming at you the way they are right now, uh, I've always said this, Brett, if I can't go home and explain it to the people of West Virginia, I can't vote for it. And I cannot vote to continue with this piece of legislation. I just can't. What's interesting, I, I just mentioned, it was, by the way, Steve Clemens was the editor-at-large for The Hill. He was the one that was a personal friend of Joe Manchin, and he was the one that said the incivility of the White House is, well, he's saying that it had a strong negative impact on Joe Manchin getting behind the Build Back Better. But to um, as an illustration that that probably is true, Less than 30 minutes before Joe Manchin went on the air with Brett Baer for Fox News Sunday yesterday, the White House was trying to get Joe Manchin on the phone with the president. The president of the United States is calling you, and Joe Manchin just said, nope, not going to take his call. Just refused the call. Um, that, that, does, that tells me something uh, that Joe Manchin had had his full uh, his fill of uh, the White House, but you know, I, I don't. No one really knows what either side was saying behind the scenes. But all along, Joe Manchin, I, I don't know why this should have been a surprise, unless he's right. been telling them behind the scenes, "Hey, I'm gonna, you know, I'm, I'm gonna say this in public, but we got a deal." But he was saying in public all along uh, that he was just having problems with it. Well, remember though, Rand Paul came out a couple of months ago when they're talking about the Build Back Better. And Rand Paul was rather skeptical that Joe Manchin would keep his word. He, I mean, he said something to the effect that, yeah, Joe Manchin talks a moderate game, but when it comes times to vote, Joe Manchin is usually voting with the Democrats. And there's some truth to that. But mm -hmm. uh, anyway, Joe Manchin has said he's a no. Now, what's interesting about that, you talk about, okay, what was going on behind closed doors. After the Fox News Sunday interview yesterday, 
Jen Psaki came out with this statement. Senator Manchin's comments this morning on Fox are at odds with his discussions this week with the president and with the White House staff and with his own public utterances. Weeks ago, Senator Manchin committed to the president at his home in Wilmington to support the Build Back Better framework that the president then uh, announced uh, shortly thereafter. Senator Manchin pledged repeatedly to negotiate on finalizing that framework in good faith. On Tuesday of this week, Senator Manchin came to the White House and submitted to the president in person directly a written outline for Build Back Better bill, which was the same size and scope as the president's framework. Now, that's pretty ambiguous, same size and scope, and covered many of the same priorities. While that framework was missing key priorities, we believe it could lead to a compromise acceptable to all. Senator Manchin promised to continue conversations in the days ahead and to work with us to reach a common ground. His comments on Fox and written statement indicate an end to that effort. They represent a sudden and inexplicable reversal of his position and a breach of his commitments to the president and the senator's colleagues in the House and the Senate. But basically what Jen Psaki is saying is Manchin's a liar. Yeah. (laughs) Now, consider... If you consider who has the reputation as being a chronic liar, Joe Manchin or the Biden White House? (laughs) That's true. And you also got to consider as well, you know, Joe Biden could be saying all sorts of things to Joe Manchin because Joe Biden cannot negotiate details. Anyone that says that he can based on the comments that he makes on a daily basis about basic things. You know Joe Biden could have been saying, look, Joe, we're going to get there, we're going to get there, we're going to get there, not knowing what there means. And then his staff says, hell no, Joe, we're not getting there. Yeah. You know, so Very, very, very likely. Yeah, I, yeah. Joe is a figurehead, but the negotiators were saying something else. I got to give credit to one of our listeners and a good friend of mine, Jeff, if he's listening. Uh, he's been telling me all along, Manchin was going to save today. And I was, I've been taking. Well, Jeff must have been praying hard because well, I didn't have that much confidence. I was very happy when I heard him make this statement. Yeah, and I, I've been saying what Rand Paul's been saying. Um, not that Rand Paul said it, but I did the same thing, Rand Paul. I just looked, well, man, he always votes for the Democrats. Right. What, what's, what, what, what is his advantage? Um, because he probably won't run for reelection in the Senate, probably, because, I mean, he'll not. have some age on him. So, uh, but m- maybe he just, uh, he does love his country and know it's not, it's not good for the country, but maybe he's going to run for president. Well, you Think know what? That. You know what? He would be the only Democrat that would have a shot at winning the presidency it, in a general if election. If he could get to a general election. If he could get to the general election, but, which I don't think it would happen. I don't think I don't think he could get to the I don't think he could win a Democratic primary in the Democrat party. But you know what would today. be interesting? You know what would be interesting? And and uh, that's a long way away. And I really, I really don't hope this would happen, but I wouldn't be surprised if it did. If Joe Manchin is a VP pick, like uh, Lieberwitz was uh, a couple of years Lieberman, ago, yeah. Lieberman, rather, uh-huh. yeah, was a couple of years ago. Um, whether or not Joe Manchin would be a, a VP pick for uh, a Republican, and yeah, uh, especially if he went independent before you know, yeah, the election. Not, yes, if he was an independent, that would uh, be more palatable for sure. But where we are right now, um, I mean, right, as we sit today, and it's a long time before a presidential election, um, th- this type of thing here is could be the only time I could see an independent actually win in a general election. 
you know, a third a third hmm. party candidate, just basically an independent. Because I tell you, there's a lot of well, that's the fastest growing party the fastest growing uh, part you know there's a lot that's of not a party but it's the fastest growing identification of voters i mean you're seeing more and more even democrats in the democrat party say i mean heck when you've got uh bill bill maher yeah that's you know who you think it's pretty liberal is basically coming Very out liberal. and said hey this party's nuts yeah um who knows well he's not the only one that said it one democrat who does not identify is not identified he, he said i've got to remain anonymous slammed the Biden administration in a statement to the Hill saying that no one is ever accountable for the repeated disasters of the Biden administration. He says this is an indictment of the senior leadership in the White House. Who is the senior senior leadership in the White House? Well, uh, Charlemagne the God, whoever in the heck that is, uh, asked Vice President Harris that yeah. in some kind who's, of who's show. Who's the president? Yeah, yeah who, who's, who's running the show, Joe Manchin or Joe Biden? This guy, this anonymous individual goes on to say, the worst part is nobody will be held accountable for this. They don't understand the American people. They don't understand what they want. They don't understand the results. They want drama. They want rhetoric. The House Democrats said everyone has been left high and dry. I can see everyone fleeing for the hills at this point. By the way, there's another Democrat from Florida. Uh, She's not running for re-election in the House. Uh, he goes on to say, it started with Afghanistan. Nobody was held accountable for the chaos that Afghanistan withdrawal constituted. It allowed everyone to get a pass. It sent the message that the president will stick by stick by you, whatever you do, whatever you want, the lawmaker added. I do think Biden needs to clean house if we have any chance of salvaging 2022. You don't. Uh, they have to be, there has to be consequences. Uh, this individual responded to the White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki's statement, which I just read, by saying of the White House, they have lost their blinking minds. Mm. And the blink starts with an F. <laughs> uh, unbelievable. Mm, Fauci minds, right? Uh, speaking of uh, Fauci minds, uh, we've, we've got some uh, COVID uh, discussion coming up, um, and Fauci has lost his mind. And uh, what's really interesting, some emails reveal that Fauci and others a year ago were uh, lying about uh, stuff that was breaking in the news. Uh, we'll have that and more. We've got to take a break. Stay with us. More news and views coming up. Wishing you and your family the absolute best for the holidays. Now more than ever. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Let's get back to news and views with Tom Lamprecht and Benny Hardy. Oh, and that one guy they call Producer Clark. There's a dress code, section 3-605, 0.10, 0.20, 0.22, 0.24, 0.26. It specifies clean shirt, short hair, tie, pressed trousers, sports jacket or suit, and leather shoes, preferably with a high shine on them. Now back to news and views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. And Clark has never met the dress code. We're in violation. By the way, uh, that's a great bumper, but happy holidays. Let's let's go with Merry Christmas. All right? Let's go with Merry. I I, I know. It's not a big deal. But it's... uh, But uh, no, watch that dress code, Clark. You're way out of line. (laughs) Take a look at your weather forecast. Partly cloudy. Low tonight at 32. Tomorrow, the rain will begin. And the high tomorrow will be 49. Chance of precip tomorrow, 50%. Then it really comes in in earnest tomorrow night. Uh, chance of precip tomorrow night, 70%, possibly a half inch tomorrow night. And then uh, clears up Wednesday, warms back up a little bit on Wednesday, high near 54. And uh, come Wednesday night, it will get below freezing once again. Frost on the windshield. Um, 
my wife, who is uh, always has great insights, she uh, texted during the break. We were talking about how with Joe Manchin now, everybody is so upset and saying stupid things like, you know, this will end democracy as we know it, mm-hmm. you know, just over the top comments. Uh, she made the point, remember when the Democrats were just going gaga and just slobbering all over John McCain when he voted for Obamacare? A national hero. I national hero. And they were saying the very thing. This shows you that democracy works. Yeah. Because somebody in the Republican Party voted for Obamacare. And these knuckleheads that call, them, call themselves journalists this weekend or yesterday, it's just... It's just, I mean, the way they just were like it was the end of the world, and um, but they acted exactly different, yeah. you know, yeah. when it, if it was on the other foot. Um, Joe Biden's approval and disapproval ratings uh, going in the wrong direction for Joe. This from the NPR PBS NewsHour Marist poll released earlier today when asked whether individuals approve or disapprove Biden's handling of the presidency. 55% of those polled said they disapproved, while 41% said they approved. The survey was conducted uh, 1,400 adults just within the last week. When broken down by party lines, 87% of Democrats say they approve Biden's handling. 11 said they disapproved. 2% unsure among Republicans Four percent approved, ninety-five percent disapproved. That's uh, just about unanimous. I mean, really, I, I, I doubt if any of these polls have ever been that high, even from the opposite party. Uh, among independents, and this is the critical one. This is why Joe is done. Among independents, sixty-six percent say they disapprove of Biden, twenty-nine percent approve. And uh, just about every category. There's a couple of categories in there. Suburban. Uh, women, suburban white women approve Joe. Um, but uh, other than that, it's it's uh, pretty dismal um, for well, Joe. What was the number on suburban white women again? Is oh, uh, I don't have it here. I think it oh. was. I think it was like fifty. I mean, I, I remember reading. I think it was like fifty-seven percent mm-hmm. of suburban. You know, but you know, I mean, I know the midterms are a long ways off, and uh, anyone can. Anyone can lose a lead in the fourth quarter, particularly the Republicans. But, I mean, we're getting to the point now where, I mean, what what kind of win could Joe Biden have between now and midterms to, uh, you know, that would allow some of these Democrats? You know, there are some Democrats in, in swing districts, some, some very tight districts that, uh, let's face it, Joe Biden has no coattails whatsoever. And the worse it gets, the more they're going to abandon him on on anything that's kind of, you know, uh, left of center. So I, I don't know. I, I, maybe, you know, so, some are talking about it, you know the presidency, his presidency for getting anything done is over. Which oh yeah. Oh, uh, well, listen. The, the New York Times ran a big piece. I think it came out on Friday, saying Joe, go ahead and announce you're done. You're finished. Uh, you're useless. <laughs> just go ahead and make the announcement. They said everything but resign. Mm-hmm. But they said, please make it clear you are done. You're finished. And he is, whether he says it or not. I don't know why the New York Times has to get him to admit that because everybody else knows it. By the way, yeah, w- um, suburban women, 57% approve. That's Listen, hard to believe. The yeah. other categories that approved, uh, Biden voters approved, 86% uh, approved, 12% disapproved. White college, white with college. 52% approved, 
white no this is this is a great uh, advertisement why you don't need to go to college i guess white <laughs> no college only 32 percent approved 63 disapproved um this is interesting too non-white now they're not saying african-american they're just saying nine non-white voters 44 percent approved 52 percent disapproved hmm and th- this is the category that they're going after. This is the category that they are embracing. And interestingly, too, Latino. I mean, one of the reasons why they're that they have the borders wide open. Latinos, thirty three percent approved, sixty five percent disapproved. You know what? Be be nice to see, and we talk about all the time that the internal polling is much more detailed more specific about issues oftentimes but i'd like to see if the people that approve of biden that 57 percent of the particularly the white suburban women then a follow-up question of you know three or four items which of these three or four items calls you to approve of because i'd like to know what it is what is it (laughs) what i mean what is the single thing that joe biden can hang his hat on this first year other than runaway inflation uh uncontrolled borders i mean tell, tell me a good issue if, if democrats are listening out there call us up we'll talk to you I, now if what I, is it One. what am i about to say many people out there will say oh you are such a pig you are such a chauvinist pig I, I, a part of me wonders okay suburban women do they somehow have a motherly instinct that they want to protect this old senile man and that's why they, I, that's about the only thing i can figure out yeah that's a good point because women are more compassionate than men. I mean, yeah. That's just a fact. Well, if you listen to this program, that's pretty obvious. Well, uh, Although yeah. Sadie was never very compassionate. <laughs> <laughs> um, Clay Travis has come up with the perfect new name for Brian Stelter from uh, CNN. <laughs> he is forevermore now known as CNN's village idiot. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, right there with you, Joe. A Stelter... A Stelter um, came up with this ingenious thought maybe he said the covid era school closures might actually be harmful to children (laughs) yeah this is what conservatives were saying (laughs) a a year ago yeah thank you mr science yeah yeah that's been talked about for a year and you're finally talking about it brian stelter i think is he on estrogen treatments or something or what i don't know he's uh, he, he I, I hate to judge a book by the cover, but the guy doesn't look like he's playing with a full deck. Um, Clay Travis rightly replied to those comments. Yeah, well, you know, this is what we were saying back in May and June of 2020. Conservatives were. Um, schools had never shut down. The CNN village idiot went on to say, we collectively took action to protect the elderly from covid Wait, wait a minute. Who is we? Are, are you talking about the same CNN who was kissing Andrew Cuomo's rear end up one side and down the other? And had him on television every day yeah. at noon or whatever? Yeah. With with Brother Chris as, yeah. as he is joking busing, around. As he yeah. is busing old people into nursing homes to kill them. And, and, you, and the village idiot says we collectively took action to protect the elderly from COVID. Yeah, him and his brother at CNN. Uh, mm, how quickly for, we forget. What's his name? Chris. 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 Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, they're joking around about his sex life while people were dying in nursing homes. And 
and hey, he writes a book and makes millions uh, that he's got to give back. So, well, apparently he's going to take it to court. He's going to fight it. Yeah, so we'll see. Hopefully he'll lose. Um, so to, basically, it looks like Build Back Better is done. And what's really interesting is you, know, you, you stop and think about this. It's really true. So we're off for Christmas now, and basically they'll get back to work well, maybe the second week of January. They'll head back up to D.C. But it's only a couple of months later, and they take off a long break to run for re-election. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and then – you know, we'll we'll have the midterms, and the scene could and probably will change dramatically. So, something think about this. It, it it's highly unlikely at this point, no matter what they do with Build Back Better, because if you go too far to the center, you'll lose the libs, you'll lose Bernie and others. I I just it, it, it and again there's other people saying this I'm not the only one but it, it, it appears that it's dead at this point now I don't want to be overly zealous and overly you know excited but my hunch is that's probably an accurate statement you would think so but I you know the one thing that scares me is the fact that man you know Manchin's one guy and hey. I mean, he's made this statement, but how much how much can he take? I mean, at some point, uh, you know, maybe if they come back and they give him some goodies in West Virginia, maybe you know, do do this, do a little that. Well, what scares me cave. more? What scares me more is them going after some Republican to cave. Yeah, I can uh, give them a list that they probably are going after. Oh yeah, oh yeah. A couple of them here in our state, I think. <laughs> wow, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's anyway. Um, so anyway, since that is done, there is a uh, article out of um, the Federalist. I'm sorry, it was the uh, yeah, it was the Federalist talking about the um, fact that Joe Biden will um, now really want to focus on something else, and the Federalist is speculating. Okay, what they're going to focus on then will be COVID fear. Well, that'll be one of them. But the other thing they'll focus on will be um, changing the election rules. Yep. Interestingly, Mm -hmm. a number of outlets have have covered this. But interestingly, um, recently, when when did this come out? Um, Let's see. President Joe Biden um, uh, said this. I think it was last week. Yeah, I think it was last week. I remember that. Uh, which is uh, is that cut two you got in there for Joe Biden, Clark? Yeah, this this is what Joe Biden said last week about how important changing the election rules are. Listen to what he says. It's no longer just who gets to vote or making it easy for eligible people to vote. It's about who gets to count the vote and whether your vote counts at all. Uh, now, <laughs> who gets to count the votes? Now, is he talking to Republicans or, or Democrats there? Because uh, he's now understand he's talking to Democrats. I mean, in fact, he was talking to the Democratic National Committee. It, this that was last Tuesday. He said that. I'd say that comment to me is just a verification that they cheated in the last election. Yeah, I tell you, it sounds awful suspicious to me. And the fact that, uh, yeah, we, well, I mean, it's it's a fact. These COVID cases are going up across America right now, and and pretty much it's 
I mean, they think it's because the the new variant, the well, um, Omicron variant, and they're trying their best to make Omicron worse than the Delta variant. They, I mean, they have already started with the fear mongering. Hey, it may end up being you know tougher than what we know at this point, but so far in the world, it's been mild. I mean, so so far. Oh yeah. I mean, um, I played I played a clip on uh, into last week, a South African doctor, and and, and she's saying it's it's no big deal. In fact, yeah, it, interestingly, I, and I'm not a doctor. I, I think I said this last week as well, but Omicron is, is might be an answer to our prayers. I mean, here you've got a very mild symptoms with Omicron, and yet it is possible that you would get immunity from it. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, this is an answer to our prayers. And instead of shutting down, as they're doing in New York, and they're closing the schools again, instead of doing that, I, I mean, it'd be really interesting to find someone that's got more knowledge than I have to say, go out and try to get Omicron, because if everybody gets it, herd immunity will be here finally. Now, I'm not a doctor, so okay, you go, go check it out before you uh, <laughs> go out and try to get Omicron. But in all honesty, this could be an answer to our prayers. Well, you know, it's I mean, so so far um out of Africa, I mean, it's been pretty mild as far as what we've seen as far as the hospitalizations and that type of thing. But it's been mild all along and you know why? <clears throat> because they take anti-malarial drugs. Yes, good point. And the anti-malarial drugs are the same thing in ivermectin and uh, what's the other one they take? Um uh, uh hydroxychloroquine. Hydroxychloroquine, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it, it what's interesting about this is uh, I, again, the Federalist is basically saying, okay, beware. We know H.R. 1 failed the first time out, but keep your eyes wide open because they they don't have Build Back Better now, which I think mm-hmm. even if it passed, I think it would have been a disaster for them. And so what are they going to do to win the next election? Now, you brought up a very valid point. I think they're going to accentuate as much as they can the uh coronavirus mail-in balance and and they're going to continue to push basically the elements of hr1 which uh, it's more than just mail-in ballots and and by the way well it's a complete federal takeover of elections and the the uh as exhibit a liberal tom campbell from nc spin (laughs) i I, I used to think tom campbell was was left of center but i think he's way left of center he writes, writes in an op-ed on NC Spin, and this is just a one paragraph out of it. In North Carolina, instead of fighting for the right to vote, legislative leaders appear to be fighting to deny some of the, that basic right. If you're a white male and a Republican, you likely disagree with that assessment. But events of recent months scream to the contrary. This is, this again, the DNC probably sends Tom his material to mm-hmm. write his op-eds off of. But uh, be beware. This is where the Democrats are going to try to go, and they're going to do it in the name of racial equity. Well, I, I, I commented on that article, and, and uh, I, I've, I've commented on some of Tom's articles before, and he's taken shots back at me in social media. But I commented today. I said, Tom, you must have wrote that article before the maps were released, just like the just like the Democrats filed lawsuits before the maps were released. I mean, have you heard back from them? No, I hadn't yet. Maybe uh, maybe I need to check, but uh, it's typical uh, 
typical Democrat uh, spin on those maps. They, I mean, the most gerrymandered-looking maps in history was ones Democrats did the last time they were in power, and now they're just you know saying this about the, the maps that Republicans. But I mean, this whole thing is just a disaster. The proposed legislation it would force states to implement automatic voting registration early voting, same-day registration, no-fault absentee balloting. It would require states to allow ballot harvesting, ban voter ID laws nationwide. It would limit access to federal courts for anyone who challenges such legislation. How can you pass a piece of legislation like that and say, as a part of the legislation that we're passing, you're not allowed to challenge it in court? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's beyond, I mean, it's so unconstitutional and <laughs> just... Uh, these brain dead people that that uh, attempt to pass something that is just so bizarre well it's a complete takeover of the election process but also a complete another issue of a complete takeover by the federal government where you've got elected officials in washington that the people really can't get their hands on and that i don't mean that in the physical sense but, but they're so far removed they don't have to answer to them yeah. and they just it's just another issue of that with the federal stay election stay with process. us more news reviews coming up It really makes you think. He is a genius. He's all powerful. He brought a kind of heat. He could be the best. Just don't hurt yourself, okay? More news and views on Talk 96.3 at 103.7. Welcome back in 60 minutes before the top of the hour. Tom from Bellhaven has been waiting patiently. Hey, Tom, welcome in. Hey, Tom. Hey, guys. How are you all today? Doing well. Good to hear from you. Well, I wanted to call in. They were talking about something this morning, and then I read another news article. Um, A retired Army general had stated that if Trump is elected uh, in 2024, or not elected, excuse me, in 2024, that the alt-right is going to come out and start a war. Now, that is very far-fetched. you know, very, very far-fetched. However, then you look at what they talked about this morning about New York trying to pass a bill that it would essentially lock people up for not being vaccinated. Right. Yeah, no, I, th- that, that is and then you that's correct. Those two and you said, well, you know, if you push that, <laughs> that's exactly what you're asking for. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, there's it's some left wing nut up there in New York that's proposing this this bill. And there there is a, a bill that has been proposed. Now, I don't think that um, it is going to go anywhere, but uh, crazier things have happened. And the very fact that the uh, governor up there and is is basically shutting down schools and they're going into uh you know, hibernation again, and basically it's going to kill the uh, economy that's barely survived the first time. Well, I mean, uh, look what they're getting ready to do here anyway because of the Omicron, which, according to everything that I've read and done research on, says it's not nearly as severe. Yes, it transfers more easily, but it is not nearly as severe. Yeah, it's basically so a cold. It's basically yeah, a cold. It's basically a cold. So, you know what, Omicron, Omicron is actually an ancient Greek word meaning control 
<laughs> well, <laughs> rather appropriate uh, name for it, isn't it? Isn't that great? Yeah, so, unbelievable. Yeah. Hey, Tom, go. thanks for the call. Have a great uh, Christmas. To Tom's point about the uh, about the Trump election, uh, if he is not elected in 2024, I just pulled up the it's a Washington Post article, so you can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. You can imagine the, the it, bias in there, but this is an op-ed written by three retired generals. This, this sounds like rhetoric that is just trying to vilify Trump once again. I'm gonna I read, mean, this is just an extension of the January 6th commission. I'm going to read the first sentence, and actually first two sentences. This is what it says. As we approach the first anniversary of the deadly insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. One person killed, and that was uh, yeah, someone who was protesting. Exactly. Uh we, all of us former senior military officials, are increasingly concerned about the aftermath of the 2024 presidential election and the potential for lethal chaos inside our military, which would put all Americans at severe risk. In short, we are chilled to our bones at the thought of a coup succeeding next time. <laughs> what a bunch of crap. I'm the sorry. The first anniversary of the deadly surrection at the U.S. Capitol. Insurrection. And the... Yeah, it was deadly because... The, yeah. Yeah, because idiot a, that shot an unarmed woman. A Capitol Police shot an unarmed woman that he should have been. He shouldn't have been there to begin with. Yeah, no. we should have been investigated weeks before that ever happened. Oh my goodness! This again, the Washington Post. Um, I guess it's uh, you know if they were still just a paper instead of online, I mean they would just be useful for wrapping up and freezing fish and stuff or something. But uh. it's bottom of a typical washington, typical washington post pj media is reporting that joe biden tomorrow is set to address the american people on his administration's latest efforts to fight the spread of the coronavirus we're getting ready to preview his remarks uh, says pj media which indicates that he plans to triple down on the um vilification of the unvaccinated and is likely to announce new restrictions on those who refuse to take the shot um this is the White House coronavirus coordinator, Jeff Zentz, mm, in, a recent, mm. in a recent uh, press conference. Uh, this is cut one. For the unvaccinated, you're looking at a winter of severe illness and death. For yourselves, your families, and the hospitals you may soon overwhelm. Uh, yeah. Uh, this, again, everything, as uh, we just heard from Tom and Bellhaven, everything that I have read, as Tom has read, as you has read, this Omicron is like a cold. I, and and it's, mm-hmm. it is highly contagious, but it's very mild. I listened to this guy's full, the full um, BS. <clears throat> it's, it's online, yeah. But, you know, yes, COVID is serious, obvious, but... Uh, he took it from a perspective of not from a medical informative perspective. It that it was filled with that type thing of just pure fear. And again, for the unvaccinated, you're looking at a winter of severe illness and death for yourself, your families, and the hospitals. You will soon overwhelm. And this is addressing Omicron. And again, it, I mean that that's another prime example. And the other people in that uh, talk were uh, I can't think of their names right now. I know Fauci was on there, and it was there's one or two other. Yeah, ones. the other gal from yeah. uh, CDC. <clears throat> but there again, here's a, the complete failure of public health on a federal level of. They've been wrong about everything. Why would anybody believe one. them? Why would anybody believe them? And that's where the distrust is. They've made public health political, 
and it's them only have made it political. Yeah. That is the big red flag. Absolutely, Fauci. Fauci said yesterday, he was on This Week with Jonathan Carl on ABC, he says, I guess the big question, let me back up. Carl asked Fauci if he feels a responsibility to continue working until the pandemic is under control. Fauci said, there's no way I'm going to walk away from this until we get this under control. We're in a war, John. It's kind of like we're halfway through World War II. And to that, my question would be, okay, Dr. Fauci, which side are you on? (laughs) You know exactly what the source is. Yeah, what Fauci really meant there is that age-old thing that a farmer says, you got to make hay when the sun's shining, and Fauci's making a lot of hay right now. Well, that's the truth. (laughs) Uh, By the way, the Daily Mail came out with a story. New emails show that Fauci and the head of the National Institute of Health and Francis Collins colluded on ways to crush an alternative plan to deal with the COVID-19 pandemic from another group of experts. The group of experts um, was called, well, it was AIER, they came out with a statement, a declaration, the Great Barrington Declaration. Now, this is back in October of 2020, and it really started to get some legs. And these two were emailing each other back and forth. These emails have just now been revealed. Um, and basically, they, they came out and between the two of them said, we've got to take these people down. The Great Barrington Declaration were three emidolites. Imid- uh, Emidolo- help me with epidemiologist. This. E- epidemiologist, thank you. Um, basically saying we've got to pursue herd immunity. And if that's, that is the way out. And uh, they wanted to do everything they could to uh, destroy it. And basically they came out and said, uh, this is a bunch of bunk. We're, uh, we're denying everything that these uh, three experts uh, came out with. Well, Biden hadn't really shut down the virus, has he? No, he hasn't. Stay with us. We'll be right back. It was interesting. Last week, the Carolina Journal came out with a story concerning these congressional maps that the North Carolina legislature who's controlled by Republicans, came out with. Their expert, their expert came in and uh, reported that a 1.3 chance that a fair nonpartisan election map would produce an even split Republicans and Democrats in North Carolina's U.S. House delegation. So, in other words, let me explain that in easy terms. If the Democrats got their way and they could draw the maps to their liking, there's a 1.3% chance that these, quote, fair election maps would produce an even split between Republicans and Democrats. In other words... No chance. Yeah. Their expert is coming in and saying, it doesn't really matter, guys, because y'all suck. And this is the Democrats' expert witness. Yep. He's been an expert witness at least twice. Unbelievable. (laughs) Hey, we got to run. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you again tomorrow at 5 o'clock. Bye-bye, everybody. All right, all right, all right.